I mean, if you are looking for ways where life has always got you down, you'll find them. If you're looking for ways where life always has your back, you'll find them. And if you believe it at the very core, like every situation has that in it. And if you just genuinely believe that, it kind of just starts to magically like happen that way. Welcome to Real with Teal. This world is evolving, my friends. We are elevating as a collective, and it is my mission to expand your mindset and see the realness. You will be hearing from the top thought leaders, change makers, and entrepreneurs across all industries on how energy, intuition, manifestation, and consciousness have all played a massive role in their success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Teal Cooper. Let's get real. Welcome back. I I really think you're going to enjoy today's episode with one of my good friends, Trevor Jensen. Trevor's energy is just the best. I met Trevor four years ago, and I've just always admired his mindset and how he views the world. From the outside looking in, he's just like this happy-go-lucky guy, and it just seems like everything he touches turns to gold. And when you get to know him, you realize not only how hard he works, but he just gets it. He's tapped in really to understanding like the universal laws and knows how to leverage them to his advantage. He gets what matters in life. And today we get real about what that is and his journey that brought him here. Trevor is a highly admired and respected entrepreneur in the San Diego community. He is a CEO, board of directors and advisor for multiple multi-million dollar companies. He's the CEO of a company called Bullybone, one of the top dog bone companies in the pet industry that he's grown into 30,000 retail stores nationwide with one of their biggest partners being Walmart. Trevor is also the chief strategy officer of an esports company called Generation Esports that closed $10.8 million last year in their Series A round. I definitely gained some serious value from today's chat with Trevor, and I hope you guys do too. And if you do enjoy this episode, please feel free to screenshot, share with a friend, tag, us on Instagram at Real with Teal and at Trevor No Nuts. <laughs> With that, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, Trevor, round fucking two. Let's go. Here we go. You know what a true friend is? Is a true friend is someone who will record an episode of a podcast with you second a second time because yep. the first one didn't record. Yep. Thanks for coming over. My pleasure. But yeah, why don't you just start by introducing yourself to the world? Let's see. I'm Trevor Jensen. I'm a big person who lives in California and <laughs> like to hang out with people. And I have a hundred pound dog that I wrestle with daily. Big person, meaning like looks like a Viking and he's six, seven, six, 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 six. Yep. Uh, he's got a presence about him, but a friendly giant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. So you're just a badass in the entrepreneur world. Let's be real. That's kind of you. Thank you. And I want to go kind of before that, like where, when you were, you know, just starting out out of college, where did you think your life would take you? Okay. So there I was, right? College is over. So, so I played basketball in college and somehow, somehow I had the foresight to kind of jump into the working world right out of college. i I had offers to go play college ball, like in Norway, which would have been fun, but somehow the 23 year old version of me realized like, if I got stuck in that, like you're not building up job skills and then like, what do you do? Um, 
Yeah. So kind of just got right into it, started, I mean, cold calling sales, all that kind of stuff was a bouncer down at Moondoggies and PB for a while. And I mean, I think your twenties, you're just kind of like figuring out what the heck you want to do. Like you think, you know, and then you're always like, okay, this is the answer. And you're like, go do something. And you're like, quit after a week or two months or something. And you just, I don't know how many jobs I had in my twenties, probably 30, 40, 50 jobs, like a ton of them, just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And <clears throat> entrepreneurship didn't really exist back then. It's kind of like this new thing. The San Diego state program didn't exist. You know, it's, this is all kind of like in the last decade has really come on strong. So the way you had to do it back then was through real estate. Cause you kind of have your own company. And so I got into real estate when I was 27, 28 and kind of like started my entrepreneur journey there. And so what did that look like? Uh, like sales wise, like what did your life look like? My whole life I've looked to mentors and, and, you know, I, I had a mentor who I kind of talked to about real estate. Cause I didn't know, like, what do you do? I, I didn't necessarily want to just be a sales agent. I kind of wanted to do commercial real estate. And, uh, they said, get into property management. Cause that way you can kind of like understand real estate as a business, like renting, you know, all the different forms, how to buy properties, things like that. So I started in property management Then I went out and, uh, got my master's degree in real estate development. And during that time, kind of wrote some papers that got published and went out and raised a million bucks and kind of started a real estate syndication during 2008, which was uh, pretty much the worst time to do something like that. But also, if you're trying to like level up your badassery, you might as well do something in 2008 when everyone else is like running the other way. So were you like feeling fulfilled doing real estate? Like, this is what I want to do. Where did that switch happen? What happened where you were like, okay, actually, I want to pivot. So I think everything you do, you kind of convince yourself like, this is what I want to do. This is like, finally, I found it. And real estate was no different. Like when I first started into real estate, I was like, yes, finally, like this is finally it. But I think I felt that way about like every job when you started. And like, sometimes you're like, after a week, you quit or after a month, you quit. But real estate was no different. And that lasted probably like two or three years where I was like, this is what I want to do. This is great. I'm making money. I'm, you know, feeling fulfilled, but slowly it started kind of like not being what I wanted to do. It was all about money. It was all about kind of social hierarchy and who's kind of like the alpha male. It's a very alpha male kind of uh, dominated culture in commercial real estate. So, but I was making really, really good money. So it was hard to jump out of that. I had spent so much time and energy you know, building that career and making pretty good money. So I felt stuck and didn't really know what to do. And that lasted probably, that lasted for a while, for years. And then I got hit by the car. Oh my God. Let's, let's <laughs> fucking go there. Yeah. Tell yeah. us that story. So there I was again. Done, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and in commercial real estate, you like wake up before the sun comes up. You wake up at like 4.30. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get into the office and start cold calling by like 5.30. And, you know, that's just the life you're in. It's like the grind life. Everybody celebrates it. They give you like bonuses if you get into the office before other people. And if you stay like past, I mean, it's just like you're signing your life away. So I was doing that and I was doing it for years, doing commercial real estate. And yeah, one morning before the sun came up, I had a dog. Um, why Mariner, they need a ton of exercise. So I had to run her like four or five miles every morning. And one morning we were crossing the street 
and this freaking car came through the intersection and just like blew the light and, you know, came barreling towards me. And it's kind of like the matrix, like time slowed down. And I like planted one leg and like shoved my dog out of the way with the other leg. Um, but then I got hit and flipped up in the air, landed on my head, concussion, internal bleeding, torn ACL, MCL, like whole nine yards. Holy shit. So as I'm laying there in the hospital, and now all the nurses are like running around and everyone's panicking and they're like, oh my God, giving me radioactive iodine, like trying to see how bad the internal bleeding is. So I'm like, am I about to die? And, and that kind of sets off a whole bunch of different uh, thoughts. Like, all right, if I die today, am I happy doing what I was just doing? Like I was grinding and grinding and like, don't worry, like you're going to make a bunch of money, then you're going to be happy. You know, you're doing this to like for a better future, but you're kind of not ever really living in the present moment. So when you almost die, that'll put it into perspective real quick. So that's when I was sitting there and it, and that kind of like planted a little seed that I never really got rid of. And it was like, okay, if I die tomorrow, am I happy doing what I'm doing? And it just became abundantly clear. I'm not. And what did I want to do? I wanted to play with dogs. I wanted to have my own company and I wanted to work with cool people. That's not exactly a business plan, but I was like, I'm going to make that happen. And that kind of like set me in a new direction. Honestly, it's like such a beautiful experience looking back because you wouldn't be where you are now if it weren't for that. True. And during that time, it was a hit and run. The lady took off. I was in real estate. So you're an independent contractor. I didn't have insurance, so I couldn't get the surgery to like fix oh it. God, yeah. I was a basketball player and like basketball was my life, my identity. But now I have these, all these torn ligaments, so I can't play basketball anymore. And I mean, it just kind of became this issue. It's like rock bottom, 100%. Yeah, rock bottom. And it's like. And everyone's telling you like sewer, like you, you got to like, oh, how could life do that to you? Everyone's like perpetuating this victim mentality. And, and I just realized like, I don't want to sewer. I don't want to like spend years kind of like battling this thing and feeling terrible. And yeah, it, I just kind of like all of a sudden was like, look, how is this a positive? And that's kind of when I start turned it into like, okay, if life was trying to send me a message and if life was trying to like course correct me, you know, how, how is this, that situation? I mean, something I've always admired about you, Trevor, is your mindset. Like ever since I've known you, you just have the best mindset. Like you look at the world and the way we're like, the universe has your fucking back. Um, it's like happy go lucky, but in a sense, it's also realistic. And you're like, I, you don't, you know, fuck around, but it's also like you expect miracles to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you are looking for ways where life has always got you down, you'll find them. If you're looking for ways where life always has your back, you'll find them. And if you believe it kind of like at the very core, like nothing ever, every situation has that in it. And if you just genuinely believe that it kind of just starts to magically like happen that way. So since hitting that rock bottom, like that was kind of like the, I guess, catalyst in a sense for you getting your life in the trajectory that you wanted it to go. So how did you get from there to where you are now? If you were to like sum it up. Yeah. And you know, it's, I, I wish I could say like, once you make that leap, everything magically happens. But I mean, so I kind of quit real estate and was like, I'm going to play with dogs for a living. <laughs> and everyone thought I went crazy. My parents like sat me down. They're like, here's the statistics on launching a new business. They all fail. And like, everyone just kind of thought, man, this accident must've like knocked a screw loose. Like what's his, 
So people were like having interventions with me, like, what are you doing? And like my little brother, Spencer, I mean, he was such a trooper. He like came along with me and people are like, you're ruining your brother's life too. And Spencer's like, no, nah, man, I got your back. I I do whatever you're doing. And he was like super supportive, but yeah. It, and it was kind of that way for like years. And I kind of burned through all the money I made in real estate, had to cash out my retirement plans. And I mean, for, you know, this went on for years and, and the whole time you're kind of thinking, did I make the right decision? And was this dumb? Like, what, what was I doing? Like, you kind of start listening to it. And then I, so I created this lighted collars and leashes. So people walking their dogs wouldn't get hit by cars. Well, that lasted like two years. I was getting Chinese made products and it just, it went okay, but it didn't take off. So kind of folded it up. And then I was like, Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to go back to real estate. Everyone was right. Then the founder of PetSmart called me and he's like, Hey man, I've been watching your story. I've been like seeing what you're doing. Really like your style. Like let's launch a consulting company together. I was like, all right. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm renewed. Like this is it like big time. Well, that lasted like a year, year and a half, two years. And then I learned a ton, basically like got an MBA in the pet industry. And that led me to bully bone. And so now we're like four or five years into the pet industry. I haven't made any money. And I'm just like, circling the drain thinking like, did I make the right decision? Like, are people right? People are still kind of trying to talk me into going back into real estate. And then I bought bully bone and I raised some money and which I knew how to do from real estate it was really hard to do, but put together a little fund acquired bully bone and started growing it, got it into Walmart. You know, that was a, that was a big deal. Um, it kind of had, it had the bones of going into Walmart when we acquired it. And luckily all that stuff kind of came together and it went in there and it was able to grow. And, you know, luckily had some really good partners there that kind of helped. Um, and bully bone, I mean, the first couple of years was like, you know, it, it was doing well, we we're profitable every month, but it takes a lot of capital to run a business. And, you know, did I make the right decision again, 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 now I, we've had bully bone about we're on our sixth year and we're in 30,000 stores and we're super profitable. And I mean, we're one of the, fastest selling dog toys in Walmart. Um, Especially now with COVID, like you guys yeah. are. It USA made. So all these other people are struggling to get product in. We, we have Sam's Club, TJ Maxx, Albertsons, Dollar General. Yeah, we're, we're all over the place. So it, you know, people see it now and they're like, wow, what an easy ride. Like you got so lucky. I'm like, oh boy, if you only knew. <laughs> you only fucking knew. <laughs> yeah. What a, you know what I love about your story, which I think most entrepreneurs can relate to from the outside looking in a lot of people just think success looks like a straight line when in reality, it's like a bunch of circles and squiggles and like so many detours and pivots and sometimes failures to get us to where we want to be like, and really just being open to what the universe has in store for us and puts in our path, like for your, you know, story, the pet smart founder reaching out to you which led you to acquiring bully bone and pursuing that. So I kind of just like love connecting the dots with people's stories, looking back, but okay. So from there, how did you get involved with the esports industry? Yeah. Well, so when I raised money to buy bully bone, this was like, yeah, six years ago, a little over six years ago, back then it was really hard to raise money. Nowadays, it seems like everyone's raising money easily, but back then it was hard to raise money. So you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, local entrepreneurs, or people who invested in Bully Bone, you know, would introduce me to people who are trying to raise money. And I try to coach them. And, you know, it was always nice to give back and talk to CEOs and people kind of trying to launch things. 
And so I, I had a lot of conversations, probably once or twice a week would talk to somebody with an idea or who had some traction who needed help and just kind of like doing some mentorship stuff. And this esports group came to me. This was four or five years now, four or five years ago. Um, and they just were like, we, we have this thing and people are kind of trying to acquire us. We don't know if the deal's right. And, and they were introduced to me through one of the investors in Bullybone who basically said, you got to mentor these guys a little bit, like show them the right direction. Cause they're just passionate gamers who didn't know anything really about business, just knew esports cold, knew the community cold and super passionate, like really good guys, super smart. Like they've picked up on all this stuff. It's insane to watch how smart, how much they've grown. But uh, yeah, it was originally an introduction and I was just kind of trying to mentor them a little bit. And then, yeah, kind of helped build a team out around them, kind of helped with some of the business, the strategy stuff, um, helped raise money, especially in the early days, more active on that. But now the CEO is like really just got his feet under him. He's really good at raising money now and really good at kind of running the show. So, you know, he's, it's really, really cool to see how much those guys have grown. It's incredible. I want to go back to what you said about when you were in the real estate world and it was like the grind mentality, the grind life. Now you're, you know, crushing it in the entrepreneur world. What is your thoughts and like beliefs around the hustle culture and like living a lifestyle that way? Yeah, I, I wish our society didn't worship the grind so much. Um, I mean, I've heard conversations like, yeah, man, I was like grinding so hard and I ended up getting a divorce from my wife and I didn't get to see my kid and all that stuff. And people were like, oh, that's great. You, but you like succeeded with business and I mean, worshiping people for how many hours they put in or how hard they were grinding just with a lack or like utter disregard for their personal life. And there's kind of this motto, like, don't worry, like you can have a personal life later or you can enjoy life later. And I definitely bought into that in the early days because it's it's just like, it's like a badge of honor kind of in our society. I see it changing now, um, but it's that's just a toxic mentality. Like if you're not happy with where you are and if you're not present, you just never are going to be happy with anything. You, you can't there's no magic pill. There's like, if I had 5 million in the bank, I'd be happy. Well, as soon as you get 5 million in the bank, you need 20. And then once you get 20, you need a hundred to be happy. And it's kind of a mentality. So yeah, that, that grind, that hustle culture. And don't get me wrong. There's like times for that. There's times seasons to grind. Of everything, yeah. There's sure. seasons, right. That's a good way to put it. Um, there's times when you need to kind of buckle down and that's actually kind of fun when you look at it like that. Um, it's fun to like buckle down. It's fun to like grind for a little while for a goal, you accomplish the goal and then you kind of step back and, and like, you know, kind of enjoy what you just accomplished and kind of enjoy life a little bit. So how do you set your life up? Like in alignment with what you're wanting when you're so much more successful now with more things going on, different ventures that you're invested in to where you're not, you know, hustling yourself too hard. Yeah. <clears throat> so I kind of look back on why am I even doing all this stuff? And it's like to have, to be able to have the freedom to spend time with friends, to spend time with family, to take vacations, to do adventures with people. And I can actually do that stuff now. I just have to carve the time out for it. So what is the point of doing all this? If you're not, you know, keeping a focus on why you're doing it or, or what that, I always say dream life. What does dream life look like to you? I like that. 
So it, as long as you understand what your dream life looks like, and my dream life actually includes a, a big portion of business. Like I like, I like putting deals together. I like doing strategy stuff. I like running companies. I like watching them grow. I like watching people grow. There are a lot of aspects of business that I really, really like, but also, you know, I think people get trapped in creating an identity around them as like a CEO or them mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. And then their whole life is around that. And if it's not going well, they just kind of hide in their house and don't come out because they don't want to talk to people because, you know, they're, they're not kicking butt right now. And, and I just think that's not the way I want to live. Like I, I want to make sure there's a work-life balance. I want to make sure that I keep defining what my dream life is and it just, it can't be all business. I love that. And you've always been really good about like detaching your ego from your business. Cause it's like your identity is not what you do in work. Like what advice would you give around that? Shout out to my man, Shiv Shukla. I'm going to use a story about first time I met Shiv. He's the CEO of Neuralace. We went out, we were having pancakes at a snooze out there in Hillcrest. And you know, he was, he was asking me, I think this was before he had really raised any money. And he was asking me tips on how to raise money or like what kind of strategy or things around his pitch deck. Um, and the, the thing I said to him was, Shiv, you have to be super comfortable with if your company blew up and like kind of embrace that, that like, if your company went away tomorrow, you're, you're going to be fine. And that like shocked him. He's like, there's no way. Cause his identity was so tied to being the CEO and to Neuralace being a big company, but it's stuff like that. It's like, if you, if, if kind of sitting down and visualizing, not visualizing, so it happens, but just visualize like all that stuff going away. If that like shocks you and you're clinging to it and you don't want to let it go, like it's probably something there to explore for sure. And there's definitely like, you should have pride in what you're doing and you should, if you raise money, like you better make sure you're doing what the investors want. And like, you should keep a focus on all that, but don't it, let it slip into your identity so much that it like clouds your vision. And then also you're not making good decisions under that much pressure and that much kind of identity. You're kind of clinging to it. I really, I think once you detach from that, you're actually able to make better strategy decisions and kind of run the company better. Well, yeah. And it's like, if you know the way the universe works, things start flowing in. Yeah. How did you like, what are your thoughts? I was going to ask you, like, how'd you become so knowledgeable about all this? But I think like, just go out and get hit by a car. <laughs> I was going to say, it was <laughs> like your <laughs> rock bottom was a huge catalyst for that. <laughs> but like, what are your thoughts on energy in the universe and how that can affect like business and play a role in that? I think our human brains really can't comprehend the way everything's like intertwined and works together. And we try to define it. We try to call it energy. We try to call it all these things because we have a need to like label and understand the way things work. And we really just can't, we're, we're not, we're not equipped. Our brains aren't equipped to understand all that stuff. Maybe we evolved to a point thousands of years down the road, or maybe computers integrate into our brain or something. But right now, like we really just can't understand it. And we try so hard and we try to label it. And we try to like live by these things, but it just comes down to trust. Like I trust that I trust that I'll be able to figure things out. I trust that like, as long as I keep good intentions and like keep people kind of never doing wrong by people, like I've just noticed that everything works out in my favor as long as I do things that way. And it's a, 
if you want to call it karma, you want to call it energy, you want to call it whatever it is, but there's just kind of a way to go about things where they always seem to go in the right direction. And whether there's like cosmic forces at play, or that's just the nature of things that we can't understand or the butterfly effect or whatever it is. Um, I, I have trouble trying to like put labels on it or define it because it's, I just don't think it's something we really can comprehend. For sure. And I think like what you just said, it's, you just believe, I think if you believe that the world, like the universe, everything's just going to fall into, not fall into place, but kind of like work out in the end, then that's what you're going to see in your reality. If you think like, oh, it never works out in my favor, like that's going to yeah. can happen to you. Well, then, then you start looking for ways it's not going to work out. And then you start noticing ways that it's not working out or ways that it sucks or ways that it this or that. But if you just believe it's always working out, then you start looking for that. Exactly. Then yeah. you start seeing that. And then you start pit, pulling those little slivers out of the conversation and like focusing on that. And it just, it becomes your reality because it's always been there. And that's what you're choosing to kind of focus on. And it's not like magic or rocket science, rocket science. It's just, that's like what you're choosing to focus on. So that's what kind of like perpetuates in your mind. Totally. Um, I'm curious. So like for any entrepreneur listening right now, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur? Focus on building your dream life and like having a good time. And there's times where you're not going to have a good time, but like get back to having a good time. Um, that's kind of the first thing, like I'll give dating as an example. I see people who are like, they have like a checklist. They're like, did, you know, did in during the date, did this happen? Did they do this? Did they make you feel good? Did they blah? Like people would get so much farther along if they just like met with a person and they were like, I'm just going to have fun with this person because they're a human and we'll see where this goes. Instead of like having this kind of checklist that they're going through mentally, because that be creates this blocker. They're like not actually able to like communicate with the person. And it's the same for like business. If you're like an entrepreneur and you're doing it because you want to have the CEO lifestyle or you want to like crush the big deal or you want to do all these things that are on this checklist, like it just kind of creates this filter where you're not going to be as successful as you could be if you were just focusing on like having a good business and doing things that like you're good at because those tend to be more fun if you're like good at things and like bringing in people who are good at other things that, you know, consider those things fun. Um, that's one big component. And the other component, the other components kind of reverse engineer, whatever business you're going into. So for example, in the pet industry, you know, before I bought bully bone, I went around and I analyzed, I think it was 62 pet companies that had sold in the pet industry. And there was reasons why some sold for 10 times EBITDA and some sold for two or three times EBITDA. And I kind of like created this big chart and tried to understand. And, and it was like, what are the similarities for the companies that get max value versus the ones that get less? And in the pet industry, it's <clears throat> diversified distribution. So, you know, Walmart can't account for 60% of your income. It's got to be 25% or less. So diversified distribution good margins. So you got to have gross margins of 40 to 50% if you want that max value and then brand awareness. And those are like kind of the three pillars that I built my business around and anything that didn't hit one of those three pillars, I just didn't do. So that was kind of my North star. So first of all, you better be having a good time. Mm -hmm. And again, there'll be times where it's not so fun, but that's okay. Like you kind of want to go back to fun and then create that North, that kind of like North star, that like thing that's like kind of 
this is all we're going to do. We're not going to get distracted by shiny objects and we're just going to build the business according to this end goal that we've kind of predefined. I love that. <laughs> I, I like just made a solo episode about like life is supposed to be fun. Yeah. We're supposed to feel high vibe. Yeah. And we all get just sucked into this trap of life. And then these illusions that you have to work really hard to make money. And it's actually like, sometimes when you work less, like more comes in your yeah. path. You yeah. Know? It like, if you step back and you see times where you had to work really hard, but then you, you got out of it, you don't get stuck in that forever. Like you actually kind of enjoyed it in a weird way, like enjoyed just kind of working really hard for two, three months, six months, whatever it was. But then you get out of it. Like, I think a lot of people just get stuck in this, like, oh, I need to be miserable. And if I'm not working 20 hours, I'm like not successful. And yeah, it's, you need to be having fun with what you're doing. Totally. Okay. I love asking this question. Um, what are you trying to get more real about in 2022? Real with teal. Real with teal. Let's get real real. here with teal. Um, Clarity around. So what I've noticed from my personal journey is like you go through phases and then like you, you've hit some big kind of event where it's stressful. Like if it's raising money or it's going through, you know, some big event in your business and it like stretches you to the limit. And and at first you think you can't do it, but then you like get through it and then you come out the other end. And every time some event like that happens in business, you kind of level up. So for me, I'm kind of at this point where trying to figure out, you know, what that, I don't know, for me personally, like the new kind of like steps and the levels up that I can kind of make as an entrepreneur and as a business person, um, you know, taking the esports company to another level, taking bully bone to another level, just kind of getting real familiar, clear, and excited about all those things and kind of like celebrating how far we've come. Totally. I love that. Whenever I talk to Trevor, it's like a light in my life. You like <laughs> fire me up and you also just make me like inspired just because you're a breath of fresh air. You're someone who I really look up to because you're- Oh, that's nice. Thanks. You are not only successful, but you're fulfilled. And that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Is fulfillment. I love that you're doing this podcast. It needs to be done. Aww. I told you that when you <laughs> called me about it. I was like, this is this needs to be done. This is a great idea. This is going to take you on a good path. I appreciate you. And I really- I thank you for doing this with me a second time. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to share it on social, tag a friend. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and can take a second out of your day to do so, I would be so grateful. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you all. And make sure you remember to keep it real.